we are so excited today because we have April Daniels stepping into the same room with yes. And we are so excited to talk to her. If you don't know, April Daniels was married to the late LaShawn Big Shiz Daniels and run the resume. Big Shiz, <laughs> first of all, is the legendary Grammy Award winning songwriter. If you love a song, he's probably behind it. I mean, he wrote for Brandy to Whitney Houston to... Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Lady Gaga. There's a song actually, one of my favorites, it's Telephone, and he's behind that too. And so, I mean, come on, it's big shit. One of the reasons why we're so excited to have April Daniels step in is because she recently dealt with loss, the loss of her husband, and we have dealt with loss before. Yeah. And so we're so excited to talk about grief, mm -hmm. loss, and how she's moving past that, and how she maintains her faith in the midst of it all. Yeah, so join us. April, I'm so excited to have you here with us on this Same Room episode. It's going to be such a blessing. So thank you for being here. Thank you for the invite. It's definitely a pleasure <laughs> to be here with you ladies today. Yes. So. You know, you're someone that, like, when we talk about, like, we just, like, are so moved by your story and your journey. Like, we followed you. And just to see your vulnerability, your courage, and your resilience through everything that has taken place in your life and how you've navigated that, like, that really impacts mm -hmm. our lives so greatly. And it's amazing because even when we, you know, we first encountered you on the Tamar and Vince yes. show. And it was beautiful because we encountered you and LaShawn Daniels, yes. your late husband, just the power of the love story. And first of all, he is incredible. Okay? <laughs> he has Thank written you. songs for, yeah. I mean, yes. most of our favorite songs, one of my personal favorite is Telephone with oh, Beyonce yes. and Lady Gaga. And, Lady Gaga. and I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, he wrote that? Yeah. Like, just brilliant, you know? And so there is what the world knows about him, what yes. we've seen. One of the things we can definitely say is we've seen the beauty of your love story. Mm -hmm. And so we really want to just start from there. We know we're going to go into so many things, but can you talk to us about that, the, the love Certainly. story you shared? Oh, my goodness. Like, what was there not to love about him? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when I first encountered LaShawn, it was actually at... Um, Natalie Wilson and SOP, do you remember them? And uh, they were a gospel group, Act mm -hmm. Like You Know. And okay. So Sean was featured <laughs> on the song. How many years ago was it? We're getting oh, there. This was about 20 years ago, 21. Okay, I was eight. Oh, so yeah. Y'all got to give me some sweat. I was eight. <laughs> you know, I'm a little seasoned over here, so. Wait, I'm waiting. <laughs> You were, I was a little bit. Okay, I was a little bit. I was 10. When you get time, do a little research. But um, he had actually, he was featured on a song with Natalie Wilson and SOP. And I was doing hair. I used to do hair for um, music videos. Okay. And so we were on set. And the whole time, he just kept picking with me. And I was like, he is definitely feeling me because he is just over here all in my face. And I was like, now, if he was here, he would be like, what? You were all over me, but that's a lot. So what happened was um, I, I saw the energy, but I had this rule. When I'm at work, I'm at work. We not, you ain't going to catch me in the trailer talking to the talent, none of that. So afterwards, I was out. And Natalie called me and was like, uh, where did you go? LaShawn was looking for you. I was like, my job was done, and I left. So later on in the week, she arranged for me to come and do her hair, and he was there recording with um, Trinity. And I didn't know any of this. Mm -hmm. That was her over there doing her little piecing together. <laughs> and so he came in the room when I was finished with her and was like, 
why you leave like that? And I was like, listen, bro, I don't do all that. I like my reputation to stay clean. You know, I'm, I'm here for a job. I left after it was done. And so he was like, well, let me take you out. And, you know, we exchanged numbers. And it seemed like forever before we could actually exchange, you know, time schedules and fix something on the calendar to be able to see each other. Fast forward, there was a party for uh, one of the music execs and I was there and he was there. And that night he walked me to my car to see me off and we sat outside, he stood and I sat in my car with it running for three hours. And I heard clear as day God say, he's gonna be your husband. Wow. I was going to ask you that because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people say you, there's this feeling that you just know. Yeah. You know well, I didn't just know. I just knew at that moment, he, I really like him. He's different. Like, oh, my gosh. So y'all were talking while he was like talking for three just, hours. Like, yeah. Just it didn't feel like it. Conversation. No. Yeah. We were standing there and okay. I was like, I probably should turn off the car. You know, you're selling all the food. <laughs> so, you know, we was just caught up in the moment, literally. Yeah. And, and when you I, say you heard God say it, was it like a whisper or was it just something in your Like, like I'm talking to you right now. He's going to be your husband. So I was like, because <laughs> prior to that, God only spoke. I heard God's voice only one time prior to that. Wow. So backstory, I, I believed, I've always believed in God. I didn't grow up in a home where it was like church, we're going to church, Bible study, none yeah. of that. So um, when I was developing my relationship with God, it was pretty much on my own and not something that was, you know, taught mm-hmm. to me as a child. So when he started speaking to me, I was like, Lord, is that you? Is that you? (laughs) Right. I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm like, oh my God. Like, I was blown away in that moment because I'm like, okay, I know what your voice sounds like. You've spoken to me before, but. I don't want just like a fine line here because I can't tell this guy because he's going to think I'm crazy and I don't want to doubt you because I know your word is true. So I'm like, okay, what do you do? So I didn't tell Sean. Um, we continued to talk. We went out a few times afterwards. Um, and shortly after that, maybe about a good two or three months, he had to come back. And then we ended up, you know, spending a little more time. And then when he was recording with Michael Jackson, Invincible, I was in Florida for a lot of that time because they recorded down there in Miami. And it was really a love affair that just was like in high gear. Wow. And, of course, he's from um, a first family. So they like, what? Who's this Jezebel? You moving fast. And, you know, and I'm like, okay. And my family was like, oh, you're in love? Okay, that's fine. And three months later, we were engaged. Wow. A year later, we were married. Wow. So, yeah, so it was. School. It's <laughs> Right. Like, I was like. When God is in it, like. You, it just you, moves. You knew. Yeah. And, but we knew that. Everybody on the outside looking yeah. in, they were like, you're moving too fast. Even his friends was like, what you doing? Like, you know. And I'm like, listen, you know, you know. Yeah. Like, obviously, I was. Well, not obviously, because I know I look young. Oh, you <laughs> are gorgeous. Let's just put that Thank there, you. you know. But I'm five years older than Sean. So, you know, I, I think for people on the outside looking in, it was a little bit of, was she manipulating you over there to marry her? But I, I was good. I, I didn't need a man for anything other than love. And when I met Sean, that's where I was in my, in my journey. And I just wanted to, you know, be able to build with somebody that I could 100% trust, yeah. who loved God more than anything. And, you know, God gave me him. And so that was our love story. And, wow. um... Yeah, we, we we was we was rocking out and 
you know, uh, had uh, plans, but the Lord was like, yeah, he's going to have to come home real quick. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, we got a whole list of things to do. But, you know, I'm grateful for the journey. Yeah. Some people never have love, you know, in a lifetime, and I got to have it. So for that, I'm grateful. Well, speaking of like, you know, because you said that God spoke to you yes. and you, you kind of developed your relationship with God outside yeah. of the church. Yes. Um, what was the moment that you knew God was real? Like, when did he first really show himself to you for you uh, to believe? For me in my own walk with my own eyes to see was when my oldest stopped breathing. Um, he was three weeks. Mm -hmm. And actually, I had just taken him to his first checkup. And the doctor was like, oh, pat yourself on the back. You're doing a great job. New mother. I was like, yes. Took my mom to the airport because she had flew in to be with us. Put her on the flight. Came home. On the way home, we had this townhome we lived in, my um, son's father and myself. We lived in a townhome that had a um, laundry room that was kind of a few feet away, but you could either drive or walk to it. And so what I did that night, I knew he was going out, so I put the laundry in the trunk because I was like, when we come in, I'm going to get out put it in. I did that. I came back to the car, and his father says, something's wrong with him. He keeps crying. And I'm like, what do you mean? And when I look back, because he had a coupe at the time, and I look back, his lips was turning blue. Oh so immediately I just grabbed him out. I started CPR while he drove to the hospital, and we got him there. And the doctors was like, he's going to die, plan his funeral. We don't know what's wrong with him. Wow. And I'm like, what do you mean? And for me, that was me and God. Wow. Can't say it no other way. He definitely was, you know, um, building me, you know, before I knew the purpose that my life would represent to so many. He was already putting me in the fire to become stronger and to become more equipped to be able to share my testimony in a way that can impact others. Yeah. And so from that, um, obviously my son did not pass away. He's yeah. now 26. Um, but geez, that was, you know, being a young mother, I'm like, what are you talking about? And um, during that time, my, um, me and my father and I, we weren't speaking, and this was the first time God spoke to me. And I was in the chapel. I was like, I'm not leaving this hospital unless my son is coming home with me. I, I'm going to stink. I'm going to sleep here. I'm going to eat here. Whatever I got to do, I'm not leaving. Wow. So my family was like, okay, we're going to leave you alone because everybody tries to get you and come what, home. what triggered that? Like, even because... You saying that this is what led to the first experience yes. of God's voice. Yes. What gave you that just faith and expectation that was so unrelentless? My great-grandmother. Wow. Um, so growing up in my house, my childhood home, my father was like the God of our home. So it was like, okay, Jesus, what we going to do? Because, you know, if it was his way or no way, you know, he was in the military. My father just ran a tight ship. Yeah. But we never went to church. There was never any conversation about God. What he actually would have me do is read the Bible. But after I read it as a kid, we wouldn't even talk about it. I'm like, what is this, this punishment or is this like I didn't understand? I'm like, OK, everybody outside, you want me sitting down to read the Bible? What are we doing here? So, you know, I did it, obviously, but there was never. Let me tell you why I want you to read the Bible, you know, OK. And no development of making sure that I had a relationship with God. Yeah. And so when I would go over to my great grandmother's house, 
she would be like, come on, baby, let's read this scripture. Here's a little pocket Bible. And she would just always plant those seeds in me. And so when that happened with my son, I was like, okay, the doctors are saying plan a funeral. That's a lie. Um, He's coming home with me. And if I don't know nothing else, I'm going to tap into every seed my great grandmother planted and go in this chapel and spend my time on my face and my knees waiting for God to do a miracle. And he did a miracle. Um, after almost 30 days in the hospital, um, he came home. He wasn't on any medicine. They have no explanation as to what happened. Um, and he just, it was like a freak accident. Like, what are you talking about? And to this day, you know, I really believe God was just doing special, something special in him, but also building something in me. So with my dad, you know, he was just a different type of guy, you know, so he was at, I had two brothers that he had after him and my mother separated. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset with him with how he I guess he did the best he could, because sometimes we hold people to the fire because they don't live up to our expectation. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you have to meet people where they are. Yeah. Obviously, well, not too late, but for me, he didn't have his father growing up. So there really wasn't a blueprint on what a father should look like. However, with me, for the most part, I have great memories of my childhood. But then when my father went to his next relationship and had two sons, my younger brothers, I'm like, how are they living? It was completely opposite of how I grew up. I grew up with a lot of nice things, great schools, private school, beautiful home. Like it wasn't very much I wanted for. But with my brothers, he he just missed the mark and he ended up going to jail and then my brothers were living in a shelter with their mother and it was just hard for me as a child to see why my brother's living like this I did it and so I grew resentment and I was like I just can't even fool with my dad because I don't even know you've dropped the ball with being a parent I know I didn't grow up like that they shouldn't have to grow up like that and so at the time my son stopped breathing I wasn't speaking to my father at all And I remember just going and praying, Lord, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. And he said, you need to call your father and ask for forgiveness. And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, you know, but I heard it. I knew what I heard and I heard it clear and I wanted to be obedient. And I went and my father was living in Hawaii at this time. I called. I said, Dad, I love you and I'm sorry. And he received me like nothing had ever happened. And, you know, I was grateful for that, but more importantly, I didn't want to disappoint God. Mm-hmm. I needed the biggest miracle at that moment, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be the reason my child didn't get that miracle. And so he came home after that, shortly after that, and <laughs> it's crazy. And so what was even like that timeline between that phone call and... It probably was about another two and a half weeks wow. before he came home. And then when he came home, he became the boy in the bubble (laughs) because we didn't know why it had happened. So everything after that, I was like, don't touch that. Don't drink that. Don't eat that. Don't look at that. He's like, oh, my God. And to this day, he's like, you know, I was the boy in the bubble. (laughs) I'm like, but you turned out so well. He's like, yeah, I I was the exception. But don't think everybody who's in a bubble grows up to be like this. But yeah, no, that was definitely, you know. One of the craziest things that I've ever, I mean, 
There was no one. By then, my great-grandmother was gone. She had passed away. Mm -hmm. There was no one who could say, come here, baby. This is what yeah. we need to do. Let's go on before God. Nobody. Like, I was just navigating through that thing like, okay, Lord, order my steps. And he did. And yeah. I thank him every day. I'm like, I done been through some stuff. <laughs> and, you know, even talking about forgiveness, though, like outside of not wanting to disappoint God, what was that first feeling of, wait, this is the thing holding me back right. from this miracle? Like, I need to call my father. What was that feeling? You know, at the time, I didn't even connect it. Yeah. I just heard it and I was like, do it. Mm -hmm. Don't even think about it. Don't think about it long enough to where you talk yourself out of it. Because mm -hmm. I was hot as fish grease with my <laughs> father. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that was so easy to do. It wasn't. But, you know, there was something greater on the line. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I did it. And when I did it, because of how he received me, it didn't really, even still, it, it didn't feel like it was something difficult to do. Yeah. It wasn't until years later that I was like, how crazy is it that the blessing rested on the obedience of something like that? Wow. Mm -hmm. Some people would be like, oh, that's just coincidence. That didn't have anything to do with anything. But for me, it had everything to do with everything. Yeah. You know, him having me do that was the catalyst that allowed us to have a better relationship moving mm -hmm. forward. And don't nobody want to have animosity with no family members. There's enough craziness out in the street. You mean to tell me that my family I'm not going to be, you know? But as a kid, you don't really know any better. And then a teenager, and then when you become a little bit older and wiser, it's like, okay. Why are we not talking again? I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I you know? Right, right. So... You know, um, my father has gone on to be with the Lord, too. But, yeah. you know, I'm glad that we were able to repair our relationship because regret, people checking up out of here and your heart not right. And that I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So, yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, I believe one of the things that we all have in common is loss. And it's so beautiful that you talk about how forgiveness even in this first stage of a miracle, you know, and the first time hearing the voice of God was connected to your son and seeing that the forgiveness of that just unlocked the healing power. And I think it's so, you know, critical to point that out for everyone watching, because many times we think that forgiveness is us holding on to power yeah. and not seeing the connection between that and personal freedom, because mm -hmm. I know Angie, um, she has a story with her father that I'd love yeah. for you to speak on, too, and yeah. how, like, forgiveness played a role there. Yeah, so, and, you know, when I was growing up, my father was abusive towards my mother, and um, we experienced that abuse on a daily basis. Like, it was, it was just, you know, crazy. And um, when I was six years old, he actually murdered our mother in the house with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it took it took me a long time to forgive him because of the fact that his actions affected my life. Yeah. Like it affected us being in foster care. It affected like us not. You know, he took our our parents were gone after that, yeah. right? And so um, when I felt God wanted me to forgive him, I had an attitude about it because I was like. No, you know what I mean? Like, why should I forgive him? You know what I mean? For yeah. what, worry about him, you know, changing and right. focus on him, you know? And so, but me forgiving my father and actually writing him a letter and him writing me back and 
giving him packages and like that actually healed a part of me that was going to unlock something in, in my life. Right. And so, like she said, forgiveness is something that um, is for you. It's for you. You know what I mean? People and so, so they yeah. get so caught up. Yeah. I'm not going like I'm you do realize that. they're OK, yeah. whether you forgive them or not. Like yeah. they're, they're not thinking about you. They're not losing yeah. sleep. Yeah. And I get that. Obviously, not to the extent of what you had to endure, but. I get it. It, it. A lot of people, even after my husband passed away, did a lot of suspect things. And we were just like blown away because you kicked us when we were at our lowest. Yeah. That's low, you know. And for me as a woman raising two boys now, well, three, but the two that I biologically had, yeah. I had to let them see how this forgiveness is not about them. It's about mm -hmm. you. Because my youngest would be like, why are you being so nice? You know what? <laughs> and I'm like, baby, this ain't for me. Listen, I don't care what they do. Mm -hmm. Release yourself. Because when you don't, you miss out. Yeah. And then all yeah. this toxicity inside of you is just brewing. And then yeah. sickness. And then all types of things. So I, I get it because it's, it's a difficult thing to do. But when you really understand that it's not about releasing them to feel the freedom of you not being upset anymore. Yeah. It's about you saying what you did doesn't affect me in the way that it's going to hold me mm -hmm. hostage and I can't live a happy, whole, healthy life the way God intended. So yeah. kudos to you because I can't imagine being in those shoes and, you know, it definitely... Yeah, but I, I, I'm good now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can ha I can see it from a different perspective. And I know you have a story. Yeah, and that, you know, <laughs> we all do. It's so powerful because yeah. it's like I know for me, for I, the power of forgiveness was that it did not hinder my ability to hear the voice of God. And I recognize, like even with my heart, because my father um, was murdered by his brother or his cousin rather, and that was a cousin that I was close to as a child. So I grew up with him. Like he was my favorite right. uncle. That's the, so it was just really like, this is just weird. And I remember the Lord telling me as a child, and he said, you know, Stephanie, no one will hurt you from a place of love mm -hmm. or a place of wisdom. And one of my anchor scriptures with that is when Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And he was teaching me that, Stephanie, at the end of the day, no one will ever hurt you from a place of love or wisdom. And so it's just that reminder that, you know, in life, like when you live, you know, to be old enough to pay bills, right. <laughs> you're going to be the adulting. victim of someone's pain. Yes. <laughs> it's part of adulting. Yes. <laughs> you know, so just walking and embracing forgiveness is so powerful. But then we were having a conversation and we were saying that how sometimes, you know, we have to also like, it's it's a weird saying, but when you have to forgive God, yeah. right? When you feel like, man, you disappointed me. And, you know, when I just hear you talk about the miracle of your son, yeah. did you ever think about, like, God, you are the same one who created this miracle with my son, but you are also the same one who allowed my husband to be called back home. How was that for you? You know... Honestly, I haven't questioned God, wow. and not because our ancestors say you don't question God. <laughs> I think if you need clarity, you absolutely question. Not like now, what you think you do? not like that, <laughs> but you know, if you need Him to provide clarity to something, obviously yes, that He's the source. Go and and, and put your your request before Him. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, when it happened, I think I was more 
unsettled with how it happened. Um, we all have an appointment with death. Obviously, we like to believe it'll be when we are 80, 90, 100 years old. But, you know, in this day and time, we've seen a lot of great people leave way before what we feel is their time. But my husband has always taken God with him in every room he's been blessed to go into. Um, I can't imagine outside of the personal things that he wanted to do that he hasn't already done. You know, obviously we are supposed to be a testimony. You know, we're supposed to draw people through Christ. We are the church, not the buildings we go to every (laughs) Sunday. You know, it starts with us. And I feel like he's always been a great representation of that. Um, Who am I to say, well, why are you calling them home now? God knows I had plans, you know, I had plans that night if you want to be (laughs) technical, but, you know, it definitely was a lot more that I I know both of us, if we had the opportunity to sit here, would say we would want to do together. But um, God doesn't make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I have such a peace um, in knowing where he's at. That's where we all hope to be one day, you know, and with that, I am, you know, I'm settled. Now, for my children, obviously, I have two 26-year-olds, and then I have a 15-year-old. My 15-year-old is definitely um, has questions, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we try to navigate through those questions the best to our ability, but, you know, for him, it's like, daddy of all people, he loved God. He told everybody about God. Like he was the one that was supposed to be protected and some of these other people that might, you know, <laughs> need to go before him. Okay. But, you know, you I think if you focus on the wrong thing, it becomes a rabbit hole. And then you're putting yourself through the, the time you are allowed to continue with life. You're putting yourself through an unnecessary, you know, amount of crazy questions and thoughts and hurt and resentment. And that's just an area I don't choose to go because you can't, I can't control that. And for me, it's more important to focus on the things I can control than the things I can't, you know? So I never really looked at it like that, but I can understand that question because I have a 15 year old who's like, huh? Make it make sense. And you want me to trust God, but he did this. So, you know, there's a lot of things in this world that I feel like we all can say, well, God, if you're here, why is that happening? You know what I mean? But I've seen way too many times where he's come through for me to doubt that he's around and that he's covering me and that he's just ordering my steps. He's been way too good. Me sitting here with you guys and I may look nice and I feel good, but that's not because of me. That's because God has kept me in the biggest loss that I've ever experienced. And I'm able to have a sound mind and not be somewhere losing my mind and falling apart. And now my children don't have either parent. So, you know, for me, I just focus on the things that make sense to me Um, and things that don't. I I put it on the altar and I keep it pushing because he'll give you clarity in due time. It's a lot of things that I've gone through that I'm still like, huh? And then there's other things that I'm like, I get it now. I had to do that. That was A and B. And now I'm at, you know, uh, L and and M and N O B and you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, okay, I get it. But um, nothing wasted. I'm a firm believer. Nothing is wasted. One thing that gave me goosebumps when I read about it was that 
there was like a, almost as if he knew yeah. prior to. Yeah. And I really wanted to hear about that because I feel like that's grace from God even in, yeah. in that situation, you know? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy because it was like afterwards you find all these little gems that is, it's almost like a kiss on the forehead. It just makes it better, you know? Obviously when you're hit with a blow like that, you're just like distraught. But then as time was progressing, I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. Like one of the things, um, Omar was getting ready to graduate from UCLA Law and Sean was his biggest cheerleader. And um, one day Omar called when he had got the dates and he was like, all right, May 15th is going down. I was like, all right, babe, make sure you block out that date. We're going to LA. And he was in the kitchen, I was on the sofa. And he looked over at me and he said, I'm not going to be there. Wow. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Afterwards, his jovial, none of that. And I was like, and instantly I just became a river of tears. And I was like, why would you say that? And he was looking at me like, I wish I had more to tell you. But he didn't say, I'm kidding, baby. He didn't say, okay, all right. You know, he saw how I was affected. And it was just like, I don't want to tell you, but I'm telling you. And, you know, even when he said that, I just thought it was a really poor taste of a joke. You know, like, I'm like, bro, why are you even saying that? Don't, don't play like that. And Omar was like, yeah, what in the world? Why would you say that crazy? And that was it. And, you know, obviously he was not here for Omar's graduation. But if I had to bet everything, we would be homeless because there's no way in the world he would have missed that graduation <laughs> if he was here. He just wouldn't have, you know. He'd be like, oh, Measy, we getting ready to be there, baby. I see you at the fitter. Like, he was his hype man. And to say that, you know, but we just brushed it off that night. Like, okay, we're not getting ready. I'm not getting ready to entertain that and whatever, you know. And then it was other things like um, the day he passed away, I took my real estate exam. And it's a two-part test, and North Carolina is one of the hardest states to pass. So I went, I passed the largest portion, national, but the state, I felt. So I got in the car, I called him. He's like, tell me something good, baby. I was like, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, I passed the national. I failed the state, like, by two. He was like, what? And then he said, baby, God has such a bigger plan. Don't you worry about none of that. And I was like, Okay. I hear you, but even in that moment, it, it, it didn't translate like it does now. That bigger plan didn't really have anything to do with real estate. It's just watching the move of God and everything he's been doing since Sean transitioned. Um, but he would always stay on me. I mean, he was on me like that teacher in school that you just can't shake. And she always on your head and you just want to be like, this is like 30 other kids in this class. Why are you over here with me? But he would be like, come on, baby. You know? And I'd be like, why? God loves me, too. He, he knows my flaws. He's going to see to me. You don't have to force feed me. He'd be like, but I, I want you to learn in that. I'd be like, okay, all right. Like, you know, we will always have those moments. But I see why it was so urgent for him. I really believe he knew he was going to be transitioning. I don't believe he knew how. I don't believe he knew when. But I do believe God was showing him things. And just from his language, just the things he chose to say, 
just the last three years of our life together and how he was just like, it was like boot camp. You know, he was like, you going to get this before I leave. You know, and I'll be like, OK, all right. <laughs> you know, you just love everybody. I don't love them people over there. <laughs> and he'd be like, baby, you know, one of the things he said to me that's always stuck is don't ever let people or situation change who you're supposed to be in the room. Mm-hmm. And that has really been the thing I just carry with me wherever I go. And. When he passed, God knows, I dealt with so much, so much. And all I could think of was, I don't want to not please God, and I don't want to fail my husband. And I had to go through these things, but in it, I just kept hearing his voice, don't let them change you. And so I, I hold on to that. I'm like, you know, God's been too good, and I'm just, I, I can't. You're too expensive for me, so I'm not going to even fool with you. I'm just going to stay over here, stay focused, and be who I'm supposed to be. And, you know, he he's around me all the time. I, I hear Sean. I see Sean. When I came in here and music was going, I felt his spirit with me. And I was like, Brandon, oh, I'm about to tear up. He was like, you good? I'm like, no, nah, nigga, I'm about to tear up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, get my makeup done. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to cry. But I know when he's present. I know when he's with me. I know when he probably somewhere running his mouth with somebody else because I don't feel the spirit around me. But, you know, um, just just grateful for the journey. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I knew a whole lot, but I am learning all over again so yeah I think it's so beautiful because even when we all shared about loss it happened in different ways you know so um, your late husband died through a car accident my father died through being assassinated your mom through the hands of your father even when things don't happen the way we want it to happen but God sees through it and he sees you know, what I need, what I need to produce in you through that story, what I need. There's something that our testimonies give us mm-hmm. that God has seen the end of it, even right. though we don't like the process yeah. of how we got there. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And the importance of sharing the testimony. Yeah. When this happened to me, I said, you know what? Everywhere I go, who wants to hear it? I'm going to talk about it. Wow. And we have had so many women lose their husbands since Sean passed away. Mm-hmm. And not to toot my own horn or anything like that. I'm just grateful that God allowed me to be strong enough to really be public about my journey because did I think I would need to be, you know, equipped with the know-how or what it looks like or to see something? Absolutely not. And then here I am going through it. You know, I remember when Nipsey passed away, I was going through it for Lauren. And my and husband Kobe. was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, yeah. Chadwick Boseman, like, yeah. we, we did notice that it was this. It was, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. a chain effect. And I just couldn't so understand. Like, I was really hurt like that was a family member. And yeah. my husband was like, babe, you all right? You go. I'm like, I just can't imagine what she's going through. I can't imagine. And then, lo and behold, I would be walking through the same type of loss, not even, you know, a whole year later. Like, it just, it was crazy. And so seeing so many women, whether you're a celebrity or not, just women, 
go through these. I get so many DMs. I just lost my husband. And watching you go through this, you have no idea how much that's helped me. And I'm just like, Lord, if me sharing is going to continue to provide some type of inspiration, healing, encouragement, I'm here for it. I'm going to keep doing it until you call me home. And, you know, that's just something I wish people would embrace more in knowing the power of a testimony. You know, we don't know what testimony we may need of someone's until we're walking through it. But share it. Even if you don't have all the answers, share it. Even if you're hurt while you're sharing, share it, you know. But a lot of people feel like they have to be recovered from it completely before they can share. And I'm like, listen, today's a good day. Next week, I might be looking like you laying out crying somewhere, (laughs) but I'm going to share my truth because in in truth and transparency is nothing but healing, you know. And and who wouldn't want that? I, I most definitely would want somebody to be able to give me some gems to help me in any journey of my life, just to be able to, oh, okay, that's what that looked like. Or, oh, okay, I'm not feeling crazy for feeling like this. And yeah. so, You talked about a lot, going through a lot after his passing and, you know, like with people. Are you talking about like just, you know, the public or yeah, people everybody. who know you? <laughs> really? Because that, cause that, that shocks me because I'm like, oh, you, you, would think that, you would think people would like Surprise. gravitate towards you. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's weird the entitlement that comes with death. Mm. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. There's no entitlement for you, you know? Um, this is a family that has lost their pillar, their leader, the head, my children's father, my best friend, my soulmate, my partner, my husband, my lover. I, the list can go on. Um, just have some tact in knowing your place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people want to make things about them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people want to. And honestly, you know what I really think the biggest thing is? When people wake up and realize that what they had in the individual is no longer. And so it's almost a threatening feel. And then out of the response to that it's like they all go bat poop crazy and it's like (laughs) wait a minute you know relax and Mm -hmm. so with me you know I've had people who claim to be his closest friends disappoint to the 10th degree Mm -hmm. I've had his family I've had all types of individuals that I would have thought would have played a better role after his passing but for whatever reason, it was the polar opposite. And so with that, you know, it's just been like a, a sense of entitlement. Like, you know, even in my planning of his memorial, I was scrutinized for, well, why would you make it private? Oh, wow. I've shared my husband with the world from the day that we first met. And I knew, you know, I was fine with that, but I'm like, can the family, the family, Mm-hmm. have a private moment. Whether you agree or not, it's fine. I, I really don't care whether you do or don't, but the respect, the respect for LaShawn should translate with the family. Yeah. And a lot of times people make it about themselves. I know everything I do, I think of him first. And honestly, I don't have to. I'm single, you know, I, I don't have to death do us part. 
I don't have to still live a life that I would want him to be proud of. You know, I, I have that right. Yeah. But still within me, I don't want to do anything that would ever tarnish his legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that would scar his children. I want, at the end of the day, for him and God to be like, job well done. And that motive escapes a lot of people with death. They say death in marriages bring out the worst in people. Absolutely. Because I saw it on our marriage, too. <laughs> you know, like, good God, these people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad, I'm grateful that I can, you know, talk about it and, and not be hardened over it. You know, that's the important thing because folks can make you want to shake them real bad (laughs) (laughs) and do some other stuff. But, (laughs) you know, you got to just you can't lose control like that and you can't make it about them. You know, I pray for every last one up every single night, Mm -hmm. every single night. And my children, my youngest would be like. How long are we going to keep praying for these people? <laughs> you know, he, he, he's April before she got saved. <laughs> I would have been like, look. Right. <laughs> we could do one prayer. That's about it. Yeah. One. Like, nah. And I'm like, we're going to keep praying until we don't even think about the idea yeah. that we're praying for them. Because it's just, life is too short. Yeah. I'm not giving you that, that much space in my mind. Mm-hmm. No, for what? I no, you can't have it. Not at all. You see, I really love just how like God is so involved in your journey and in how you were able to navigate everything. Um, but I also read when you shared, like even in that grieving process, there were days where you didn't even know if you had the strength, right, yeah. to just get up off the bed and take a shower. Yeah. And I think there's something so key between grieving and bitterness like many people when they encounter loss like we just came out of a global pandemic and there was so much unexpected things that happened in the lives of so many people where it's they're shaking their faith where people are like oh my gosh you know I don't know (laughs) where is God what's going on and all of that and you talk about having unmovable faith as a result of what happened, which is so powerful because on one end, you were introduced fully into the voice of God through seeing the miraculous in God. But then through now God calling your husband home, it produced something else in you. And just to kind of speak to that, like having knowing that, okay, God is with me, but I'm still feeling the pain of this, but I'm not bitter. Right. What what you've experienced that difference is. Yeah. I I just want to say something, too, because when we were talking about it earlier and Stephanie was like, she had more faith after. We said, what? Because I said, normally when you have faith, God gives you something. He gives you something and you're like, oh, that's that's, you know. So to hear that you. Yeah. You praise God. Okay, now I believe. But to hear that you got more faith after loss, losing something, how? Like, where did the faith come from? Because he's never left me. He's never left me. Let me tell you, some days, I'm writing a book, so you're going to have to read the book. (laughs) But give us a teaser. (laughs) Some days was just so hard for me. I remember when he first passed, anything that had his scent, I was like, don't touch, don't touch it. I kept the sheets on the bed for over a month and a half because I didn't want his scent to leave me. And I was a mess. I was a mess. I 
just like, I ain't got nothing to give. I'm just going to lay in this bed until he comes back again. And with that, you know, obviously my friends was like, okay. You've been laying on these sheets <laughs> about a good six weeks since I'm going to need to get in the shower. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. But, you know, thank God for my, my circle, you know. But in the end of the day, everything that I've had to endure without Sean, everything, making major decisions, raising our son, being able to just handle business, now having everything that was on his desk on my desk, now being the head of the household, now being able to flush out my emotions and what I'm feeling and still be in tune with my 15-year-old that's, that doesn't have days off. You know what I mean? All of that, I can't imagine how I got through it. I can't. But God has navigated me every single step of the way. When I went to sleep, for give you an example, I went to sleep the night before his before I went to the night before we had a meeting for me to figure out his memorial. I was so stressed. I was just like, how am I going to plan a memorial for a man of his caliber? Now, I could throw a heck of a party. That's never been an issue for me. But for LaShawn Daniels, it had to be exceptional. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I remember just being like, oh, my God, I don't think I have it in me. I don't even know. I'm tone deaf. I don't know what to, like, in so many things, that's, this is, like, his area of expertise. And so I went to sleep, said a prayer before I went to sleep. I woke up. God gave me everything, down from wow. the people who will sing, the people who will speak, what songs will be sung, what will be said, everything. I woke up, and I was like... This is what we're going to do. And I was, moved. listen, I, I, I was blown away. But it's simple things like that where I went to bed with such a heavy heart because I was like, hey, I don't even know if I have it in me. Like, the scale I had this man on, I don't know if I can produce that. And gave it to God, woke up, and he made the vision so plain, so clear. And he's been like that in everything I've had to do in my life since my husband has departed. Every single thing. Every time we need a sign from Sean, he gives me a sign. Every time I need to hear whether I'm making the right decision, he's there to confirm everything. I have not had any type of experience where I have looked up and been alone. And because of that, that is why my faith continues. I don't have to see it to believe in him. His history with me gives me the faith I need to go forward and know he'll be there. So I'm not looking for things to show me, oh, you can believe in them now. It's yeah. safe to say you can have faith. No, I'm going by what he's done in the past. Mm. My children, I've always had them journal every blessing mm. because when the devil tries to attack you and make you think you alone, you go back to that journal and you remember the history you have with God. And that's always been my mindset. So for me, I, my faith continues to grow because I continue to be blown away by all that he does for me. And, and I don't deserve it, you know. And so with that, I'm just like, OK, Lord, what's next? I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, what, what journey is God going to take me on? You know, because I've even been careful with what I plan to do. My biggest plans was taken away from me. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I don't dream anymore or that I don't prepare or that I don't 
but I'm okay with God coming in and just changing the plan completely. And he showed me through the process that he's changed the plan, but he never let my hand go. You know what they say? The definition of faith or the, or the, the main thing about faith is knowing God is with you. Yeah. Like that's literally what faith is. Yeah. Because you can get, if you can, in any situation where people lose faith, it's usually because they think God is not with them anymore. Yeah. And so you just said, hey, I lost something, but what I gained was knowing that God was with me. No you know what I mean? What no matter what, no matter yeah. what the season, and that's why your faith yeah. is unmovable, you know, and, and it got even stronger, and that's a blessing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I would really love if we could just, if you could look in the camera for a second and like directly speak to someone because what you ju- what you shared and what you just mentioned is so like it's so in tune because that's the key thing i think there's such a misconception in culture yeah. that to be a believer and to be in you know have a relationship with god means it's give me give me give me right like god trust me with the blessing like we always say that like god you know trust me with a billion you know yeah. i will serve the kingdom <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a relationship is not it that's has what he wants. It's it has hit like me we call it what mountains and valleys you know it has ups and downs and in God's eyes never a down we it's only a down for us because that was not our expectation but recognizing like wow even when something didn't go my way like God you are still you were with me in this like I remember when Angie when you were telling me the story about even the like what happened with your your mom and your dad and you mentioned how normally you would be awake Mm. Like to recognize how God was with you in the home that to have everyone be asleep at that time. Like share share that. (laughs) No. Yeah. We. So when my parents would argue, we all would come and break it up Mm -hmm. because they would be loud. It would be it would be chaotic that night. Everybody in the apartment building were waking up. Mm -hmm. But me and my sisters were in the room, could not wake up, sleep like it, it just. And when we. When the police came and woke us up, we were like, how did we sleep through the one night that this was going to get this bad? Like, how? You know what I mean? And so um, I knew God did that because who knows? My dad wasn't in the right mind that night. Right. So who knows if we would have woke up and got in the middle of it, what would have happened? You know? And so, like I said, it's that that faith thing is that God is with me and God being with you doesn't mean things look good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still have trouble. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't mean everything is perfect or things look good. And so when Stephanie said, can you look in the camera? It's because there's so many people mm-hmm. who are, who need to hear like, you know, that encouragement. Like, yeah. what would you say to someone who is, who just lost somebody, yeah. who, who is experiencing grief, um, and who just needs to know, like, here's something to keep them going, you know, during this time. I just want to give a little bit of encouragement because we are definitely facing so many crazy times in this world between loss, just the pandemic, people's state of mind, mental health. And, you know, for me, obviously, my journey has been public from day one. And, you know, a lot of people have understood the journey and other people can't even understand how I'm making it through the journey. And for me, I just want to say that God has been ordering my steps. He's been my source. He's been my strength. He's been my light. Um, People have been around me and they're great to have your support systems, but there's nothing like God. And although people misinterpret having a relationship with God, they sometimes think, 
because of their relationship with God, everything will be smooth and everything will be wonderful. But that's that's so far from the truth. The Bible says that we will have troubles. And even though I walk with him, that does not negate me from having to experience things that have been life altering, things that have maybe just hit the surface. But nonetheless, for someone who's out there that's just struggling, whether you've had loss, whether you've gone through, you know, personal troubles, whatever it may be, God wants a relationship with you, bottom line. And you can continue to avoid it. I promise you, he always brings you right back to him. And there is nothing more fulfilling than having that relationship with him. Because for me, that is why I've been able to continue this journey called life. Um, there's been days where I didn't want to get out of bed. And then there's been days where I felt like I had on a cape and I've managed to get through the day successfully. But at the end of the day, you want balance. And, you know, you can have an extreme high, you can have an extreme low. But what I love about God is that he's given me balance through it all. And if I had to encourage someone, I would just say, take some time out with him. I'm not talking about you got to take a nosedive into your Bible, start going to church every Sunday or even Bible study, but just be intentional about your time with him. Whether it's 10 minutes a day, whether it's just reading scripture, whether it, listen, iPhone has even made it easy for you. There's an app the Bible app. And every day they give you a new story for you to read a scripture and a, hear a testimony. And I love it. But for me, I just want to say, trust God more than you trust yourselves. People will fail you every time. He is the only thing that is true. He is the only thing that is faithful. And if you've tried everything else but him, give him a try. Because I can tell you, standing here before you, sitting here before you, that it don't get any better than him. And be encouraged because whatever you're going through, it does not last. Whatever you need, he is your source and he can definitely get you through it. So I hope someone who's ever listening, who's this, if it falls on your ears, this is not by chance. There's a reason you're hearing this message. So just be more intentional with your time with God because I tell you, it's, it's the best thing ever. And I'm not getting paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But with that being said, I think we should close in prayer. Yes. Yes. So let's let's go ahead and pray. Okay. Yes. Let's pray. Get together. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you so much for this episode. Thank and we you. thank you for the people who will be watching, who may have lost someone, who may be going through loss in another way, who may be going through hardships. God, we pray that they are able to receive this message and that they're able to receive comfort, being able to see April and how strong she is and how her faith is unmovable, even after losing some of, one of the most important people in her life, God. And so we just thank you for using her as a beaming light for others. Yeah. We thank you for her new purpose that you have given her to be a light in the darkness, to be a testimony for people who need that, people who are going through the test currently, God. We thank you so much for her voice and her courage to be able to come out here, God, and speak about her, her pain and her grief and everything she's going through, God, on a stage. We thank you so much for that. And we pray that the courage that you've given her, you give to others, that those people are able to speak about their testimonies because you say we are healed by the testimonies of others, God. So we thank you for all of the healing that will come from this episode. And we just pray over everyone to have a close relationship with God, to understand that we can lose anything. We can lose money. We can lose family members. Everything we have, we can lose. But as long as we have you, God, 
As long as we have you, we can get through anything. Yes, we can't lose our relationship with you, God. Yes. And so we thank you so much for that. We thank you for perspective, yes, that we Lord. have perspective even in our loss yes, to Lord. see the blessings that come from it, to see the purpose that comes from it, to see how we can keep going and how days can look up and the sun will shine again and we will heal eventually. And we thank you so much for that. And we pray that other people watching get that same grace, Amen. get that same faith, Amen. that we understand that faith is really knowing that God is with us. Amen. And as long as we can't lose him, we can't, <laughs> our faith can go on and continue to get stronger. We yes, thank Lord. you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Yes. That was such a great episode. It was powerful. Oh my gosh, yes. like so grateful for April Daniels just joining us today. And I already know that I'm gonna share this with everyone I know. Everybody. Right? Yeah. And so we're gonna encourage you to do the same. And before you do that, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already subscribed. Like it, love it, share it. And then you can head over to Instagram and follow us on The Same Room. And so yeah, join our community as a roommate.